Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I'm joined by Mr. Raghuram. He is the founder and CEO of Yes Poho. Yes Poho is a Vishakhapatnam based techno experience social platform that connects artisans and viewers with their customers directly. So hello Mr. Raghuram, welcome to the show. Hello Anurag, thank you. Thank you and your team and giving us the opportunity to talk about Yes Poho. Uh, it's a pleasure, uh, Raghu, to have you on the show today. So, uh, Mr. Raghu, uh, tell us a bit about your uh, professional journey so far. Sure. My professional journey actually starts uh, right after my completion of my bachelor's degree in engineering from Bindukal in Tamil Nadu. This is around 1994. I went to US to do my master's in electrical engineering. And then from there on, I started to move around uh, US for my work. My first uh, position being in Boston was my first job. Now, during my working tenure, I worked in several industries, including startups. In fact, I was one of the first uh, few programmers who built uh, the airline website for Priceline.com. I'm sure many of okay. you have heard about mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. During This was my first exposure to startup, and I learned what kind of an environment startups run and how startups work. Um, from there on, I worked in other industries, moved up to the management roles as well. Uh, my first management exposure was in a firm called IFMG. It's a broker-dealer company, part of Sun Life Financial today, which gave me my okay. first management experience. I worked in a commodity company called Bungie and other financial firms before I finally started uh, working uh, uh, in Espo, for Espoho in 2017. Wonderful. And what was the inspiration behind Espoho? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the journey goes like this, right? During my working tenure, I had uh, in the US, I had started, uh, initiated several startups, and one such is a commodity uh, trading platform. Now, this was around 2011. While presenting this product to several small and mid-sized companies, farmers, and traders within the US and South America, I happened to give this demo to one of my engineering college friend, who apparently hails from a weaving community. My intent okay. uh, was to onboard him for his raw material purchases, which is silk, silk for his silk saris. Post the product presentation, he said, Raghu, all this is well and good. Why don't you visit once, uh, come, come home? And uh, he mm-hmm. lives in Valachapet near Kanchipuram. So during okay. my subsequent trip to India, after meeting him, I happened to visit all the weaving villages in and around Kanchipuram, Valachapet, Salem, and Dindical. Of course, I have to go back to my college days, right, to see how my college is also doing. Yeah, I mm. learned that there's a much deeper and common problem going on in the artisan community. And at the same time, on my way back, decided to shop a sari for my family members. And that shopping experience was not great. We spent several hours in traffic going from store to store. I'm sure you must have experienced this at least once, uh, Anurag, in your yeah, lifetime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> Uh, and you know what kind of uh, experience it will be once you get into a retail store, right? So True. this trip, during this trip, I also happened to meet Minakshi Dubey, who eventually became co-founder. And she too had a similar shopping experience. So both these instances opened up an entire new perspective where on one end, customers were not satisfied. So we went from store to store to store. And on the other end, the artisanal community is on the verge of extinct in spite of all the government programs, hundreds of retail stores and e-commerce companies. 
This is when we started working on addressing the current problem and we founded Espojo. Espojo is actually derived from a Spanish word, espojo, E-S-P-O-J-O, which means mirror. We transformed okay. the word for easy pronunciation and it means, yes, I look good in front of the mirror. So that wow. is how we started the journey of uh, for Espojo. Interesting. I mean, a very interesting name. I look good in front of the mirror. I think, you know, uh, every Indian uh, likes to look at the mirror and check them out. So, uh, very interesting name. And what was the uh, the USP that you thought uh, when it comes to the platform? What is your USP yeah, it, and what are the offerings that you have uh, under Yespoho? Sure. I mean, if you look at all the e-commerce companies and retail stores, right, they pretty much have the same uh, uh, product offering. Just a product, right? So, and yeah, sari yeah. or anything else is almost like a commodity, and there's nothing much we can do, right? So, the USP that we offer is purely a technology, right? Uh, so, we created uh, what is called AR, VR, and social commerce to build a techno experience based so, uh, digital uh, engagement company. So, consider us like almost like a Facebook and uh, any e commerce put together, right? Where unless we've you Unless our customers and artisans, they interact and engage with each other, right, there is no real awareness that uh, that you can actually solve. And the second thing that we added to this is uh, giving the ability for customers tools to play around, right? The first one is TryMe, uh, which is a okay. pending patented technology that we have, which allows customers to try the product virtually on themselves, uh, uh, before making a purchase so this is almost like you you go to a mall go to a shop you take pick up a shirt anurag and then you go into the dressing room and you try yourself right so that's the kind of experience right, right. that we that we offer the second thing that we did is if you look at the actual problem why is it that the customers are not satisfied it is because of limited choices so that's why we went from store to store to store right i mean if you noticed uh, your shopping experience, or if you go back and think about it, right, you would have gone with your wife or your sister or your mom, and they would have said, give me this sari for this color, for that design, and for that uh, fabric, do you have a design, do you have a sari? And the retailer always says, no, he doesn't have one. Yeah, That is the reason, one of the reasons why they actually go from store to store, because customer is not satisfied. On Espoho, what we have done is give the customer the ability to create their own product. Let us understand what is the uh, what is what are their tastes and preferences, as opposed to trying to push the product to them. Let them design their product. So give them the ability to do it, and let the manufacturer go and manufacture. In this case, our weavers go and manufacture this, right? So we address another problem on the weaver side: is over generations they have been suppressed, and they don't get the customer feedback directly from the customers themselves. They've been given a design saying, "Just go do it," and they just do it. Uh, yeah. So by interacting directly with the customer on the platform, by engaging with them and by allowing customers to uh, create their own product, we have in essence uh, created an uh, ecosystem where artis uh, artisans can understand the changing customer taste and preferences directly and also engage with them and at the same time giving the customers the ability to create the product that they want to own. So now it becomes more customization. It's more about customization and personalization, which will interest every customer in this country. So these are our USPs yeah, that's, at this that's point. That's interesting. 
That's really interesting, uh, Mr. Raghu, because uh, it's really important to empower the artisans of India. And that is what uh, is the main uh, theme of today's episode. Uh, we would like to know that, uh, you know, when it comes to empowering the artisans of India, how do you actually bring out this talent from deep inside the country roads, right? Because artisans uh, finding uh, the talent, uh, you know, you'll have to go deeper into the country, uh, go deeper into the rural areas in the small villages, small cities and figure out the talent and bring them on board onto your platform so that people can, you know, they can showcase their talent to the world, to India, to the rest of the world. So how do you do that? How do you bring out that talent uh, from the deep, uh, deep roads of our country? Sure. Uh, 2017 is when we launched Espoho and I mm -hmm. relocated. My family is still back in the US, right? So I relocated. My first place that I lived was in Kanchipuram because that's where we started because of my friend and thanks to him, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually I learned that sitting in uh, Kanchipuram, sitting in uh, Chennai or Mumbai as an entrepreneur is not going to cut, uh, is not going to work out. I have to be at the ground level. So what, one of the first things that we do in Espoho is we travel. We go from village to village to village. So I spend months. In the beginning, I used to spend months in uh, Upada. I For the little Hindi that I know, <laughs> I survived in Bihar and West Bengal, right? Okay. So uh, uh, because it's very essential that I have to understand them. I have to look at them. I have, yeah. to, be, I have to be them. There is, otherwise, I just cannot say, hey, here's my app go download and I want you to take pictures this way. There is no way that's happening. Correct? True. They'll just say, this. here's, here's another NRI who just came in and now he's just uh, doing it. Uh, we've seen more NRIs like you before. That's exactly what the Correct. thing goes. Right? <laughs> so we spend months sitting in these villages, working with them, understanding uh, their needs. Right? Uh, I spent time in Coimbatore, near uh, artisan villages near Coimbatore and Salem as well. So as we work through we build what is called the trust and we also understand where the gaps are based on that is how we created uh, the technological tools that would help them uh, engage directly, manage the orders, manage their inventory, um, uh, manage everything. So that unless you go down the route, you really cannot uh, get these talent. And one of the things that we also found that there's a lot of talent in this country that it, that is just not tapped right so we created what yeah. is called espoho institute where the artisans train other artisans on either on their own designs or uh, use them for other training so we created what right. is, this institute actually helps in training other artisans for their needs because one thing that i noticed was you talk to every artisan every weaver and they say i don't want my son to become a weaver right. that was very disturbing Right. Hmm. So the the culture, I mean, handloom and handicraft is one of the oldest industry in India. And in fact, it's one of the oldest industry in, in the globe itself. Right. And that is not an industry. It is actually a culture because it weaves the weaves that they do actually add soul to the fabric. And that is about to, on the verge of extinct. And it is us, uh, if, I mean, go government can only do so much. So private enterprises like Espoho and other companies have to step up the game and bring out this talent and showcase it to the world. And it's up to us to do that. 
so true so true mr raghu and uh, you have actually hit a very deep chord here because uh, this has been uh, in in the talks for so long that uh, the the art the culture of artisans and weavers in india uh, it's actually dying it's on the verge of extinct like you said and it's really important for uh, entrepreneurs and businesses to keep this alive so that we can showcase it to the world and like you said you know when you speak to them and they say i don't want my kid to become a viewer because because there's no money uh, that they can really see when uh, making their art you know and selling their art and they're not seeing that kind of money which can actually motivate them to uh, to bring in the next generation into the same art form so that is where i think you know it's really important that we digitally empower these artisans uh, and their art so how can uh, uh, we as uh, a community or entrepreneurs help them uh, to get digitally empowered sure one first understand the problem itself correct if you look right. at the problem and if you read any article on the web as to why this artisanal community is on the verge of extinct you will always see that it's lack of uh, sorry you'll always see that it is a fragmented market poor infrastructure obsolete technologies i mean all these everybody knows about it what is more important is there is a huge disconnect between the current generation and the artisanal community right uh on one end you have customers who become very price sensitive in uh, in india right you uh, i mean you talk about uh, anything going from uh, buying purchasing vegetables to anything they'll always start discounting I mean, correct at the same time we also drive bmws so you have the same customer yeah. who drives bmws but asks for a 10 pus- uh, what 10 rupees off on his uh, on vegetable buying every day correct so right, that is right. who we are i mean that is in born with us and i'm not blaming anyone here but that's in born with us correct but you need to raise the awareness you need to say that hey yes this product could be expensive but it, there's a reason why it's expensive correct uh, it's because it is handmade the the silk threads for example silk threads silk threads are very authentic and raise that awareness as opposed to a power loom where the silk thread is not an authentic silk uh, silk one that they use and it's of inferior mm-hmm. quality so bring about the awareness create a direct engagement make the customer understand what goes into manufacturing the product that they actually own today that has to happen right, right? then the tools the technological tools to give a direct market exposure to global market exposure to the artisans that needs to happen it's not that these people don't know how to because everybody even our, even a weaver has a cell phone today they all have whatsapp which means they have a smartphone it's all about educating right. them right it's all about educating them so educate them create an uh, create tools that is language sensitive for them which is what we have in espoho our uh, partner app that we have is i mean we use the word partners not artisans right so mm-hmm. the partner app that we have is very language sensitive so now they can speak in that language when they communicate okay. on the platform with the guest that's also language sensitive so i as a customer i could be typing in uh, english My, the artisan on other side he could we translate it give it to a language that he understands so he could be typing in telugu for uh, for all we know right right mm, so interesting those are the yeah. kinds of engagements that we need to which is completely uh, not there today especially in the retail stores and e-commerce companies right so we all focus on selling the product but there should be more of an engagement going on that will product will sell by itself eventually that is where we see the gap going on right now 
True, true. But how do you bridge this gap? That's like the big question here because uh, the government talks about uh, vocal for local and, uh, you know, a lot of like, in, in fact, on our podcast also, we have spoken a lot about vocal for local earlier. But how do you really bridge this gap? Uh, uh, like, what is the ground reality? The, the Okay. If you look at the India itself, right, it's a nation rich in resources, human, talent, yeah. natural resources. And it still baffles uh, my mind as to why we are still an import country as opposed to being an export-oriented country. So if you look at any industry, it's not that we don't have the skills or the resources to manufacture or make it locally. It is just that uh, we perceive that imported goods are far superior than locally made. Mm. That's only a perception. Uh, look at the handloom yeah. industry itself, right? I just mentioned about the silk. Silk imported from China today, right? Uh, because of the shortage that we have in our own uh, backyard. The quality of that product is so inferior that most of it can only be used in power looms. For handlooms, okay. silk manufactured uh, or made locally are far more superior and that quality thread can only be used in handloom. And we've right. always, like I said, we've always been uh, price-focused as opposed to quality and raising that awareness is one of the essential things and this vocal for local movement helps not only raise awareness but also helps preserve the internal talent and industry the other thing that we do is uh, as a nation right we don't do very good in marketing i mean if i've lived in the u.s for so long right everything is world famous out there right right Uh, no no judgment no passing judgments it could be we should also market our products really well right First, we should start marketing our products domestically, make them understand, make them aware, tell them where how it's been done, and that this movement definitely would work. And then you can start uh, going global, saying India is the best in silk saris, India is the best in silk manufacturing, India is the best in uh, auto design, in chip design, everything, right? That is how we have to work. I think that is one thing that we can definitely do to uh, bridge this gap here. So true. I mean, uh, even if you look at like uh, a basic Kanchipuram sari, like you can see uh, the ones which are handmade and the ones which are made in the machines. I think there's a huge difference when it comes to the quality. And like you said, uh, like if you're bringing in a silk which is imported, that's of very low quality and that can't really be used on a, uh, you know, by somebody who can, who is hand weaving them. Uh, and, and that's really, uh, really important for us as a community, as a country to uh, bring in more awareness uh, with the customers first and then showcase this talent to them and uh, make them understand why uh, there is a huge gap when it comes to pricing because of course something which is handmade which is of top-notch quality will be of uh, a bigger price with which will come with a bigger price tag uh, and uh, coming back to uh, the next question that i have uh, for you is that uh, like you said you know one of the myth that people have is that imported goods are better than uh, home produced goods that's why vocal for local movement is suffering what are some of the other myths that you have seen around when it comes to locally produced goods uh, there's a lot of other uh, things that uh, go on. and I mean, f- for sure, everything locally produced, nobody... The trust factor is another thing that is there, right? Because it's locally made, uh, I don't believe it anymore. Uh, come on, how many of these made-in-China products uh, do we actually believe, correct? Or um, if you go to in the U.S. Uh, Walmart, every product in Walmart is uh, made in China. None of... Uh, 90% of yeah. those don't even work. Seriously, does it work? And here we believe in uh, foreign products. So the trust is another important thing that I believe 
uh, is another myth that when it comes to uh, anything made locally, we don't believe it. Uh, we don't. We shouldn't purchase it. And over the years, people have added more to it. Also, the same marketing thing that hey, this is this is how we are. Who's who said this is how we have to be? Correct. Let's change that going forward. We are Indians. No way. This is another myth. We, India is always like this, uh, or anything can happen. In India. That's another uh, form. A favorite uh, phrase that people always say: anything can happen in mm-hmm. India. No, let's change it. It's a con- it's a new country, right? Uh, yes, it used to be like that, but here's a country that's growing right now. So let's all change that myth also. So those are some of another uh, myth that I personally feel that uh, that should be changed, um, and it, I'm sure it will change going forward also. and how big of a role do you think social media plays in this whole mix when it comes to bringing out our local talent in front of the world uh, that's a beautiful question when it comes to social media it's both a boon and a bane correct uh, yeah we have we as an um, customer or the receiver of that information should be able to dissect saying is this a noise or is it a fake or is it a genuine story correct because everything is is on social media these days and we need to be educating ourselves and we cannot rely on someone else educating us but we need to be raising our awareness our own awareness and our own knowledge about uh, what is true and what is uh, uh, what is fact but social media for sure has definitely in, uh, helped uh, raise the awareness when it comes to identifying talent and portraying the talent outside like if you look at facebook there's always new stories that come out saying this weaver has done this this artisan has done this here is a beautiful uh, handcrafted uh, product that's out there uh, made locally here and and then they write a story about that that person that actually improves or increases the awareness so on one end when we have fake news is going on we have these things where it's actually helping improve uh, or increase the awareness of uh, what the talent this country has and or we we as an individual have and what all we can do with it there's another thing that social media also does is it also helped in, uh, improve our uh, way of uh, living as well right so now we know where to go f- and find things earlier that was not there with internet and all that it was prior to internet internet days we always relied on books or someone telling us hey you need to go all the way here today it's at the yeah. uh, at the tip of a finger knowledge is at the tip of a finger literally and we have to use it it is up to us to use that kind of uh, knowledge to our own um, benefit so true so true and uh, speaking of uh, social media being a boon uh, i think you know um, it's a pleasure to announce that uh, yes poho has been gracious enough uh, to sponsor a giveaway with uh, the socially desi show and four lucky winners are going to win 1000 uh, rupees vouchers uh, for the yes poho platform uh, mr raghu would you like to uh, tell the audience more about it yeah absolutely we want to make sure that everyone comes to our platform engage with our artisans and uh, in- help uh, first of all create that awareness saying how uh, their products are being made and how it and how they can talk directly with an artisan that's another tool that we have where you can actually chat with the artisans directly in case you have question you don't have to call a customer service or any of our espovians uh, sitting behind the scenes right so for that we are saying please come look at us engage with us Uh, have fun with us have fun with the tools that we have with the products that we have and for that we are giving away this 1000 uh, rupee voucher 
Wonderful, guys. So, you know the drill. Uh, we'll put the uh, links in the show notes below. Uh, the giveaway link will also go up as soon as the episode is out. So, go enter the giveaway and four lucky winners are going to win 1,000 rupees vouchers for the Yes Poho platform. Um, and uh, before we, uh, you know, uh, wrap up today's episode, uh, Mr. Raghu, what are your thoughts, uh, closing remarks on uh, the kind of... Uh, you know initiatives that uh, yes poho had taken in the last couple of years uh, and what sort of co- contribution have you done to the society and for the artisans as a whole sure uh, that okay before i start with that right in uh, most companies csr is a separate uh, activity or a department this is because yeah. the purpose uh, for that organization does not Im- uh, implicitly include any contribution to the society Espoho, on the other hand, has a built-in purpose, and that is to improve the livelihood of artisans through technology and uh, improve market access. Steve Jobs actually once said he wanted to poke a hole in the universe, and I truly believe in poking a hole in this universe. During the first, in the last two years, I mean, we've all been through this uh, whole pandemic, and no one needs to explain what kind of uh, crisis each one of us, both within the company, uh, personally have gone through. So during the first wave of COVID, with the movement of goods uh, grounded completely, food was an issue in our artisanal villages. So we raised funds thanks to our loyal customers. We were able to raise funds to distribute food packets to our artisanal villages on time. However, everyone quickly adapted, and this was not an issue any longer during the second wave. But the second wave was even more severe, and, and during this wave, we actually lost several lives. I mean, a lot of our artisans uh, lost their lives during the second wave. And when, whenever I called them and if someone did not answer the phone call, my village, uh, my weavers, unfortunately, had to think that they were dead. And so what we did, this was a major setback, and we at Espoho understood the seriousness of the situation. So first, we conducted webinars to raise the awareness in villages on what is COVID, what is social distancing, and uh, so on and so forth. But we thought that maybe that's the only thing we had to do. But during these mm-hmm. webinars, we learned that our artisans don't even have the basic medical kits, like thermometer, paracetamol, yeah. etc. Um, right? I mean, in villages, very poor infrastructure, very poor medical facilities and all that. So once again, we went back into the market. We raised funds to procure medical kits, thermometer, oximeter, paracetamol as one kit, and we started distributing it into our artisanal villages. So my closing thoughts is... Uh, I mean, one of the things that this happened is people started to trust us more. Uh, these villagers, artisans, they all started to trust us more because we are not there only for business. We are there for everything in their life. So we pay, play a key role in their life. Once you do that, the trust starts to open up and business automatically will start to run. Um, to close it off, I'd like to thank our customers for all their contributions and to every Espovian who made a significant sacrifices during this pandemic. Um, I would be, it will not be good if I don't mention my Espovians uh, for all the sacrifices they have done during the last two years. Um, and that's, and uh, these are some of the things that we have done uh, and we continue to do to contribute to the society. No, absolutely, absolutely, Mr. Raghu. I think uh, a good team is like a backbone uh, to any entrepreneur. And uh, having your Espovians to make sure that they are behind you, helping you, and, uh, you know... uh, 
taking care of all the things in order to make sure that the system is running the platform is running and the artisans are taking care of i think that really really is a big kudos to you and your team uh, with that thank you so much mr ragu for being on the socially desi show it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to interact with you today thank you all thank you very much thanks to my customers once again to all the listeners to my espovians and to my family members for their significant sacrifices that everyone's made and uh, hoping to uh see the increase engagement on my pla- on our platform and uh, good luck to all the winners thank you so that wraps it up for today folks if you like the episode give it a big thumbs up share it with your friends and let's go viral remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth mental health relationships business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness we would love to have mr raghu on our show again in the future to discuss more about the beautiful world of yesovo And if you haven't yet done so, hit the subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between. 